Oh my goodness. Well, good afternoon, listeners, wherever you are. We have got a fantabulous live show for you today. You won't believe what we've got. Just a few minutes, be playing my opening interview with a fabulous Al Kingsley. But also, oh my goodness, I hooked up this morning with Phonic FM 102.8. They're a live FM radio channel and broadcast out of Exeter, particularly looking at adults with additional or specialised learning needs or disabilities. Absolutely fantastic group of folks I've known. Uh, Chris, uh, who we chatted to in the studio, John and Will for many, many years have been coming here and looking at us. I'll, I'll be playing that to you live and that's us on his show live and uh, he's going to be on our show as a pre-record as well. Really catching up with some stunning uh, contributors today with some great ideas and some innovation. Talking to some folks that didn't win a BET award uh, last night and there's more of them than there are <laughs> that did. Uh, and they're really here and they're here to tell us about their products and I think you'll be really interested to learn something. I can guarantee, listeners, I can guarantee when we finish this radio show, I've no idea how long it's going to take, when we finish this radio, you will know at least one crackingly brilliant idea that you can use immediately in your classroom practice. Guaranteed, underwritten, no chance of failure. Uh, There's so much on the show as well. As ever, listeners, you can commune with us across the internet we are on Twitter. Just hashtag NetSupportRadio to catch my attention or tag your tweet with at Russell Prune. You can send us an email. We are radio at netsupportsoftware.com. You can phone us, but only do so, please, when asked. Lines are not open throughout the whole of the show. I'm just going to open them for a short while. You'll hear a jingle. And then if you want to give us a, a call, I would be delighted to chat with you live uh, on the air. It'd be really, really good to do that as well. I've done Twitter. I've done that. I think I've done all my comms. Um, I'd be lovely to hear from you, listeners. It so would. Thank you so much indeed for listeners and for our Listen Again service. Don't forget our app is available in your stores and you can just simply download our Net Support Radio app that contains a live player as well as a Listen Again service for this year, last year and 2017's content and all of our individual uh, interviews are available as aggregated content so you can just go and pick up those little bits if you were a guest here or you want to just listen to that one particular interview on augmented reality or virtual reality you can actually just go for that particular track okay that's enough of me we've got some great music i also take your dedications thank you so much indeed chris loves here again he's a big fan uh, he wants some music thank you i'll look at that in a minute i don't think i've got the track uh, you wanted there but i'll, I'll see what i can do about acquiring it uh, by the time we need to play it as well this is net support radio live from bet my goodness so much busier today i can't i cannot impress upon you it's quite quiet yesterday and slightly disappointed hashtag very disappointed um today much better really good conversations lots of buzz around the folks and it's been a very productive day i think for all of us concerned don't go anywhere there's so much still to come on today's show get in touch love to hear from you get those emails tweets and you can also text us and you had forgotten something you can send us a text message if that's much more convenient for you our text number as ever is 07624 802 272 i'll give you that jingle in just a short while don't go anywhere al is up next
contact the show right now. Just send a text message to 07624 802 272 or email us using studio at andertontiger.com. Dare to, as they say in some popular TV series. With a little northern twang there, Mr. Brook. Well, more than I could manage at this day. Day one was fantastic, Russell. Really good day. A little bit slow starting, getting people through the through the aisles, um, but lots of great ideas. Um, we had lots of our existing customers come see us, which is always nice. Mm. Uh, very strong international flavour yesterday. Yes, I um, thought so too. Really, really broad audience have come in from overseas, which um, always adds a different dimension. Different different markets tend to be um, focusing on different areas and at a different pace. I think it's probably the fairest to say. Mm. Um, and, and as you know, we had some fantastic speakers on the stand as well. You did. Lots of really good feedback. You know, that the, the app releases from um, Messrs. Um, Anderson and Steve Bambury went down incredibly well. Indeed. Um, had lots of other conversation points with all sorts of topics from um, safeguarding updates to um, the, there was quite a bit in, from the, um, the team at Anami, this association for network managers and education, mm. talking about how to get the most out of their tech. Um, so, yeah, a really broad range of topics and, and yeah very well received and we enjoy chatting to them on the radio and we will do exactly the same again i'm looking forward to listening to, to carl and what he has to say and um you've got another guest coming up which you mentioned earlier that we ought to have a chat to as well and i want to speak to someone about digital citizenship today which is that's always a, always a good topic to explore. absolutely brilliant feeds in many avenues into the work that we do and others in terms of um at the end of the day the more we empower young people the less we need other tools to kind of supervise and, and support I want to talk to you about a really interesting product that um, I've, I've noticed and has a, a new feature, a contextual input. And tell me some, a little bit more about what that is and what it means. Um, yes, I mean, I think lots of people, buzzword at the show this year, you know, AI, the yes. concept yes. of um, yes. computers can do anything and everything. Of course they can. Um, we've taken a, a, a sort of a step back, but in the same vein, and, mm. and recognised that our existing e-safety technology mm. um, uses markers to identify when topics are searched by children that might place them at risk. The work we do, as with one of our speakers yesterday, with the Internet Watch Foundation and others. But actually, in a classroom setting, most of the things as professionals that is undertaken is with eyes and ears. Sure. You identify the activities that a child's doing, and you make assumptions about the level of risk they may be at based on all sorts of other factors that you know. And so within Netsport DNA, we've extended our keyword filtering to add contextual intelligence. And really what that says is when a child triggers a keyword for a term, let's say self-harm, you know, it's not necessarily reasonable to say that once, when one term is triggered, alarm bells should flash, and that's evidence that a child is genuinely at risk. Right. What we really want to see is a little bit more of context. Who is that child? Are they a vulnerable child? What time of day was that triggered? Was it in class? Was it in an after-school club in the I library see. unsupervised? I what see. website was it on? Was it a site where there was the ability for them to engage with somebody they don't know online? Or was it a secure website? Um, and then there's also the really important thing, is that history. Is that the first time they've searched for a topic within that range? Or has it been t 10 times in the last two days? Mm. And, and as an individual would look at that and say, if that child's researched associated topics you know, frequently over a sustained period, then the likelihood of them being at risk is significantly greater. Yes. And we're also focused about professionals' teachers' time. So if we can take 
you know, all that chaff and that noise that's generated by online activity mm. and draw their attention to those children that are most at risk, most need the intervention today and the support to assist them, then the idea of the system is to really streamline that process and also present the information in context, what they looked at, the time of day, where they were, what they did, so the professionals can do what they do best, make informed judgment. Absolutely. You know, software is not there to make decisions, it's there to provide the inf information and evidence to allow the human to take the real world assessment. Um, and so that's a really important strand that we're doing. We've, we've pushed it to the next level, it's something that currently is unique in, in, within our technology. Um, and of course it ties back into the digital citizenship concept. You know, we have presentations throughout the week on digital citizenship and I think for all of us involved in education as school leaders, um, number one, we want to empower young people to make well-informed decisions, be aware of what they're doing online, how they leave their digital footprint, how they conduct themselves, support their peers, whether it's that peer-to-peer -peer relationship. But regrettably, there's always going to be a need as we deliver more technology to empower young people mm. to make sure that they're also not at risk. Absolutely, couldn't agree with you more. So, um, looking forward to a very exciting day. Absolutely, we've got we've got all sorts of good stuff today. We've got some great new speakers. Um, day two, I bet, I think is a more local context, which I is always really absolutely good. Absolutely agree. Um, I think you're absolutely right. And the good news is. All of the Netsport crew that were here yesterday have come back today, which means last night couldn't have been too tough on them all. So um, tough a win-win. Really wasn't tough at all. Looking Hospitality is generous and fulsome. Looking forward to a good day with you, uh, Russell. Indeed, too, and to you too. Al, brilliant job. Thanks a lot. Thank you. You are listening to Net Support Radio, the home of the award-winning Net Support DNA Suite with Russell Prue. His shows are so professional. Just the best mix of news and information. There's so much to see at Stand D120 with Net Support this year. Russell always has amazing guests. All the latest news and information from the show floor. The Bet Show sounds an amazing place to be. I love this station. Thanks very much. I thought I'd just play that jingle as well because Ian Rocky has just joined us from Bradford on Avon, just outside in the fabulous village of Westwood with Iford. Hello, Ian. Thanks so much indeed. He's just come out of a Word on the Street uh, broadcast with his young young boys, actually. They're really interesting. Uh, Ian is here with us tomorrow and he's going to be talking about some of that stuff as well, as well as presented in our studio. We're so looking forward to that. And we have just got him as a new live listener in Wiltshire. Hello, good afternoon to you. Uh, good afternoon to you, wherever you are, listeners. If you are joining our stream, thank you so much. It's good to have your company. If you're listening back in Peterborough at uh, Net Support HQ, drop me a line. I'm quite happy to take a, uh, a message from you, a request or something. We'll see what we can do about playing. Most of the songs already in the library and in the schedule, but never mind. I will do my best to include whatever you would like to hear as well. If you're listening from outside the British Isles, we'd love to hear from you. Don't mention Brexit, uh, but it would be lovely to hear from you uh, if you've got a choice of music or something. Tell me where you're listening from. We'd love to give you a shout out on today's radio show. Well, it's been an amazing day. I cannot tell you how busy it is in the show floor. Really exciting. Um, opposite us across the causeway is the another education show uh, in competition with this very interesting no technology in there just folks meeting and chatting about uh, learning and teaching which is nothing wrong in its own right just surprised we haven't heard more about that i'm going to try and find out a bit more about that and bring that to you during our show so a competitive show at the same venue at the same time 
be interesting to see what develops next year as well as the show is up for quite a bit of a move around and we'll bring you more of that a bit later on in the show uh, up next is my conversation with the brilliant folks at phonic fm 102.8 exeter i could so get used to saying that um, they uh, are i hope they're listening it'll be lovely to say hello chris if you're there in the studio and then you're not on air and you can have a listen to this thank you so much uh, for your time really enjoy chatting with you so much more to come on the show get in touch listeners love to have your company and thanks so much indeed check this out you're listening to net support radio with russell Prue. i love this station absolutely love the station oh yeah you guys are the best 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 it is the best station okay <laughs> and hello by the miracle of science here is russell and will and john from bet Hello, hello, Russell. Hello, Chris. How lovely to be... I can't believe we're able to do this. Science has got nothing to do with it. (laughs) Sorry? Science has got nothing to do with it. This is luck. I I know. Well, a bit of luck and technical genius. Hey. (laughs) I love him. I love him. I just absolutely love him. Thank you so much for having us on your radio show, Phonic FM. And I'll be on your radio show as well. Three o'clock today. We're not live. We're just in pre-record mode. And hello to all your listeners in and around Exeter. Uh, Hello. Hello, Russell and John and Will. Hello, Chris. Yeah, we're, we're listening. We are listening. But they're here. Okay. They're here in the studio. Yeah, and you're here in my studio. Brilliant. I'm, I'm so impressed. With, lot, with lots of chairs. <laughs> as well there's not a lot of chairs here i tell you as well this is the no, um, I know. Uh, you've been before i know you know just what it's like here so just i've been twice before and um i had to go home tomorrow so i couldn't come again to see here brilliant okay well that's really good thanks very much for having us on there um you're going to join um, us uh, live on our show uh, later this afternoon at three o'clock when we do a, a bet radio show from the bet exhibition this is just to remind your listeners this is the world's biggest ict information computing technology show on the planet about forty thousand teachers come to this show over the four days this is day two and it's a busier day than it was yesterday i can tell you and it's an opportunity to talk to people meet to people uh, chat to people like will and john hear their concerns understand what's going on uh, and hopefully show people how they could set up their own radio station and do the kind of brilliant work that you guys are doing down there and amazing i've i've enjoyed doing the radio for since the end of 2009 brilliant you should should be good at it anytime soon now you really should be you should be good at it you're very welcome you should like me i'm just i'm waiting for that magical moment i should be good at it as well uh and just Uh, you don't i take it the bit i'm going into your show will be pre-recorded absolutely right and I, but I won't edit it honestly so if, if you make a mistake it's going in Chris I just okay. I, re- I really I have a non-edit policy this year 
I am go okay. I, I'm really getting my guests to get used to saying, I'm so sorry, I appear to have mucked that up. Can I start that again? Uh, in which case, sometimes I say, no, you can't. This is live radio. Uh, and this is, as you well okay. know... <laughs> as you well know, um, m my work's uh, mainly focused in schools and education establishments where I try to get young folks to do this kind of stuff themselves so they can get the experience of mucking it up and developing their resilience and coping strategies. They, they've got to be able to learn to go, I just really have muck that up let me tell you again and, and I need that rather than you know this kind of flying off the handle this mooding this stomping around this crying sometimes it's got to stop young folks need to be able to cope with isn't that right absolutely well, right definitely. definitely yes it is yeah my yeah. guests are being very quiet here I have to say They're yes well we do have an edit no. of the best bits from the wild show oh that's good we put them onto YouTube They're usually do about, you will yeah we do they're about three minutes in every two hours the best bits. The best bits. Well, if you could just point me to the direction of listening to, I could save a lot of time. I'll just tune in live just to those good three minutes. But the beauty, we don't know where those three minutes are. No, that's true. No, <laughs> that's true. I know, and it would require a lot of editing. <laughs> what music to have you been playing? I know. Best bits. You're right. Yeah, don't. You're so mean. You're so mean. Just. Um, what music have you been playing on your show this morning? Um, well, because I've got no technical help, I've been playing mostly now 68. Okay, I'm sorry to hear uh, that. Because <laughs> I can't, well, I've been, and I played a bit of Bon Jovi, but my phone didn't want to connect to the studio. I'm sorry to hear so that. I need to, I need Will and JD to sort that out. I'm, sh I'm sure they will eventually. A anyway, Bon yeah, Jovi should be en enjoyed in small portions, I always think. Yeah. Small portions, yeah, only I small agree. portions. <laughs> it's really good. Well, we're having a blast of a time here. It's a really exciting, very, very busy. And let me just bring you some information. So, Will, what have you seen on the show floor so far down here? Uh, well, we, we found uh, a creative stand, which seems to be Apple, but we're not quite sure. We're going to go back to that. Well, I think they are Apple, but they're just not saying they're Apple. It's very strange, but we're going to go back to that, right? Okay. And, and there's a presentation that John wants to go and see. Yeah, they're doing a presentation about accessibility. They're doing, uh, yeah, they're doing a presentation about accessibility on Apple uh, products and devices. Brilliant. That's at 12 o'clock in the Bet Arena. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Because accessibility is a very important thing. I use it. John uses it. I think everyone needs to use bits from time to time. Absolutely. Got to level that playing field. It has to be accessible to everyone. Absolutely convinced. And yeah. Russell, can I just say, we will go and ask other people what they're doing. Mm. Um, other, other hardware is available. Mm, of but course. Apple definitely um, does set a standard, has to be said. It, it does, and so many uh, people have already got that investment in place. And, and that's fine. And they should be able just to continue to do whatever they want to do. This, I think it's fair to say at the moment that there are many more devices and tools for the Windows platform than there are for the Apple platform. I think that's fair to say at the moment, but maybe the tide's turning. 
Well, ju- just look at that accessibility that comes with it without buying any extra software. I yeah. think, John, with that, is that, that's what yeah, you're concerned about. With the, with the Windows platform, I, I find, you know, obviously Windows, Windows are great, but I, I find you um, have to buy loads of other software for the Windows platform to make Windows completely accessible to 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 the blind indiv- uh, to the blind person. Mm. That's true. That's absolutely true. Absolutely true. And it's free on an Apple thing. Yeah, with with Apple, I know I can take it right out of the box, and I don't have to do, I don't have to do any more. Uh, installing of um, software. Okay, all, that's a good all, point. You make there. a good point. You do it's make a good point. Well yeah. Done. Good. It just works. Wow. That's kind of important, um, really, isn't it? That's, um, that yep. that's yeah. the case. I, I had, an, I had an, another phone and I went back to my iPhone. Oh, right. And that was better? That was better for you? Um, yes, it was the accessibility options. Okay, well, I do understand. And things. Okay. I hadn't thought about phones so, as being included in your... When you were talking about apples, I immediately was, you know, assuming them, thinking about PCs and devices oh, right, like that. Right. But, of course, as you say, um, on a phone, on a, you know, you've got those kind of readers and other kind of tools that you're that, using. That's, 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 what, that's what Chris and John are right, cool. impressed okay. by. Well, I have... I do have two uh, machines at home, Apple machines at home, okay. and available to me. And they're as good as the iPhone for the accessible reading? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Yeah, right. I, that's what I would say. I've learned something new. Always a good sign. Always a good sign. Uh, anyway. Um, you can, you're always learning. Uh, always. Well, that's the process, isn't it, really? That growth can only come yeah. from learning. Uh, Chris, we've probably taken enough time on your show, and thanks so much for, for having us in here. Um, I've got some okay. other guests waiting to come well, for record, but thank you so much. It's a real pleasure and an honour to join your listeners on Phonic FM. Thank you. OK, well, yeah, Phonic FM, you can hear it on 106.8. Love it. OK. That's well, really good. So it's good. goodbye from me and... Goodbye from Will. And goodbye from... Goodbye from John. Hey, thanks, thanks, Chris. Really appreciate okay. it. Have a great show. OK, thanks. Russell, have a great rest of bed. And you. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, he was good. I do like him. I do like it. It's so good. I love him. Contact the show right now. Just send a text message to 07624 802272 or email us using studio at andertontiger.com. I love him. I just absolutely love him. Big thanks there to the fabulous Chris who was in the studio there as well. And I had Will and John. I hope going to pop back after their keynote as well. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. I'm joined live in the studio with Miles Pine. Miles, how are you today? I am very well, thank you, despite Thanks. four and a half hours getting here. I'm so sorry to hear that as well. Uh, colleagues, <coughs> the time's just come out to 24 minutes past three. We are live across the planet. That was a pre-record from earlier. This is Phonic FM, if you've not uh, grasped that, 102.8. I love that. Uh, it's an FM radio station, community radio station based in Exeter, who mostly produce programmes and content that are enjoyed by adults that have an additional learning or a disability 
disability of some form. Um, you can hear in the speech and language from the presenter there, this is not what I would call mainstream radio compliant, but they do an amazing uh, job and there's no need to excuse them in any shape or form. This is a fully functioning community funded radio station. Where they get the money from, I've no idea. But they've been coming to bet and talking to me for many, many years. I mean, we catch up and they hold very strong views about accessibility, about people just getting their voice out there and it doesn't matter what your challenges are, we'll find a way. And they cover topics and subjects that mainstream uh, radio wouldn't touch with a large, very large barge pole, Miles, and it's just brilliant to hear them as well. Uh, we were just touching, and I'll just draw that conversation into, into your direction as well, talking about accessibility, talking about the inbuilt tools with operating systems. Is this fairly equitable now, or is there still this huge gap between different operating systems and what you get for accessibility? You know, I'm thinking about screen readers, uh, mm -hmm. other types of control devices here. Have we got, you know, Siri must have made a big impact, uh, and now there are other, you know, Google Assistants and uh, Cortana for Windows 10 devices as well, uh, and mobile phone devices as well. Are we, is that kind of, you know, is there a parity here? Yes, definitely. Uh, what I would say, it's kind of like the Carling advert. It's Carling, but it's not quite as good. Because one of the things that happen, I try and solve people's problems. And I, I've got a lady who's in her mid-80s who is macular degenerative. She, in fact, she has a, a right eye scarred now. And uh, we've been using uh, an iPad Pro. Uh, she's an author, and so she records all her work through it. Wow. But the biggest letdown is pages, where the icons at the top of the screen are so small and opaque, she can't see them. She has to put a magnifying glass to it. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's good, but it's not quite calling. So what we need is more of the whole system being brought through. Um, one of the other things, too, is, is the advent of what we call mainstream assistive technology. That is the speaking devices. So I have a totally blind lady who is accessing um, her phone call. She had a simple question. Can I f call a mobile phone line and a landline with my voice? And do you know what? You can. With Google Home Mini, you can. No. For free across the internet. As long as you've got Wi-Fi, you can make phone calls to both those devices with your voice. And what's really cool, it connects to Google Web. So if you say, call Russell Pro, Anderton, Russell Pro, not Pro, okay. Anderton Tiger, it will go straight to your Google listing and ring you up. Isn't that brilliant? That's All pretty your good. Voice. That's pretty darn good. And for £39, you really can't beat that, can you? No, the that's for the devices. For thousands. That's, that's the stuff. That's just the device itself. There's no subscription charge for that. Or no. If you've got a Google account, you can use it. And if you have one that isn't G Suite, even better, because that works. The G Suite one doesn't, believe it or not. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, Fascinating. What's, what's also cool is that, um, yeah, the, the lady I got in question wanted to read her source material. So just this last week, she bought an OrCam 2, um, which actually is assistive technology, clips to your glasses, and you just put your finger in front and it reads everything that's in front of you. That's a, that's a brilliant device. She has the Orcan My Reader, and uh, it's two and a half thousand. But if you have a need and it makes your life better, then go for it. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, wow, absolutely. Okay. Discreet, 
in front of you works every time. I love it. What are you working on at the moment? Kind of, I do like catching up with you, Mars, at our, <laughs> at our annual meeting. I know. Yeah, you always come. It's always really good. What's on your horizon? What are you kind of doing? I know you're kind of getting involved in individual projects and stuff. Anything specific that's well, worthy the, of note? The one that's resonating with my heart at the moment is to try and um, get a qualification set up with universities and colleges for assistive technologies. Wow. Just like you have a plumber, you have them corgi tested, you know they can do their job. We don't have that in the UK. Um, in the States they have a system. Um, in Europe they don't have that. Uh, it's really quite interesting. We're further ahead in the UK across the board assistive technology than in Europe, which tends to focus on aids and adaptations so okay there's a huge range there but that's on my heart so we're moving forward to try and get a qualification ratified by universities so that people can do what i do and others and you know you're going to have the person who can make that happen properly the corgi seal of approval that's right well Probably I'll get Carling to sponsor it. So well, not now, I don't think. <laughs> it's not quite good. Not, not now, but Heineken, other beers are available. Absolutely. Miles. Other beers are available. Do you need sponsorship for that? Uh, at the moment, no, because it's coming through uh, NatSpec and other, other okay. Carlton network. Uh -huh, okay. Through a range of networks. Maybe in the future we will. Okay. But we see the day where it could be actually self-side financing. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Excellent. All right. That sounds really good. And if colleagues want to contribute or get involved in this, can, can, what's your Twitter handle? How do we get in touch with you? At Miles Pilling with a Y. And it's Pilling with two L's. Yes, yeah. it is. It is really good. I love chatting with you. And thank you so much for joining us live. It's really good. He just came and sat down, colleagues, I have to say. just It was really good. And I'm just a few minutes away from that pre-record. It's great to be able to slot you in. And thank you so much for joining us. It is really good. Uh, you've, you've just arrived due to your transport difficulties. Mm. Well, enjoy the rest of the show. I don't think you have no chance Spoiler of Spoiler alert. I don't go to Paddington today. It's no, closed. It's not good at all. Due to lack of interest, I understand. Um, you've only got a few hours. You're not going to make it around the whole show. I I'm here tomorrow. Uh, but I won't, I won't plague you again unless you want me to. You're very kind on so many levels. Uh, Miles, it's been great chatting to you. Thanks so much for joining us. Miles Piling, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. So much more still to come. I thought perhaps I should introduce myself. Introduce myself. You are listening to Net Support Radio. The home of our award-winning school IT management solutions. Just gone 3.30 and we've still got loads of interviews. I caught up with Nick Ford from Bolton School. He's just rolled out a complete one-to-one -one iPad solution in the whole of his school. And I wanted to talk to him about his challenges. Listeners, another of our fabulous presenters has just stepped off the stage. I have with me live in the studio, Nick Ford from Bolton School. Welcome to Net Support Radio. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. How was your presentation? Uh, it went well. Um, yeah, good crowd and some good questions. Always a good measure. Now tell me about the subject. What are you talking about? So, talking about um, how at Bolton School we've embedded over 2,500 iPads across the school to support the teaching of a very traditional curriculum. Wow, and how has that gone? How's that rollout gone? Because that's 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 a huge number. It is a huge number of iPads. The the rollout has gone very well. You know, we have, you know, I shared a couple of quotes from our recent inspection report, you know, which shows how the technology is embedded. The inspectors found it was just completely natural to to be in lessons. There was no Good. novelty factor into it. 
and that actually our pupils describe them as a tool for learning, which is exactly what we want them to be. Milestone. How did the rollout proceed? Is it you just sort of drip-fed it, or how did I be very interested? That'll be kind of listeners' questions now. Was it a big bang? What did you go for? No, so we started off, so we started in the junior school, um, and that was our first day, and then sort of gradually rolled them out by year group, yeah, sort of learning the lessons as we went along. Brilliant. And what tools have you used from Net Support to kind of make that work really well? You, obviously, you, you're controlling them and managing them, and you're looking after their their safeguarding and well-being. I, I assume as everyone would have to do, to do specifically. But just kind of interested to understand uh, what were your 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 key issues in just you know you just can't hand out this number of devices. And what were you thinking about when you know what were you, what do you think the perceived risks were going to be? So. So there, there are lots of things that you have to consider when you're doing this. So um, you, you have to really load test your network. So you need to make sure that you have enough bandwidth, but you also need to enough bandwidth and concurrency so you can have that many devices accessing the internet at the same time. So yeah, we, we learned in 2015 that as the iPad started to expand in their use, that we need to expand the amount of bandwidth that we had. Um, so that was a yeah, sort of big investment that we need to do at the back end. Um, we make sure we got enough um, net, yeah, access points to make sure the, net, the network just worked wherever you go. And we're a you know, 100 year old building with made of red sandstone. Mm. So mm. networking is a, is, a, is a challenge of in course. some parts of the of school. Course. So really, really sort of like mapping out where the access points are going to give full coverage across the whole school site you know, is, a, is a big challenge. Okay. And what about staff adoption? How did they kind of take to using this? Because a whole range of staff and practices really need to change if you start using, if you just use technology to replace textbooks and journal books, you're not really getting the value from those devices. So how did that go with, with staff? So one of the things I mentioned in my talk is yeah, sort of like, yeah, how you actually change behaviours of staff and actually you're sort of looking at some of the lessons learned from a book called Inside the Nudge Unit and actually sort of nudging behaviour. So finding opportunities to um, to save teachers time, you know, nice. verbal feedback, you know, so saves teachers time when they've got a large volume. Just even not carrying the bags for life home full of books <laughs> and sitting them on their kitchen table. You know, not, uh, just changing that psychology of having all the marking on one place on your device ch changes the behaviour of, of staff, which makes them buy into the process more. Yeah, we took the opportunity of reforms to the curriculum nationally to yeah, to create a bit of a, you're changing this anyway, so you okay. might as well put it onto okay. iTunes U. So that then creates, puts the material out there online, which then means the students can access it online. And then the students start driving that, say, oh, can you just put that onto iTunes U so I nice. can see it? Nice. So my year 10s were asking for, I, I went through a revision yeah, PowerPoint with them. They just, the first thing they ask is, can you put this in iTunes U so we can see this at home? Yeah, it's, it becomes automatic that the, that's where the students expect and once you create that expectation it becomes easier for the teachers yeah. to do it than go to the photocopying room and photocopy it 27 times and it saves the school money. Absolutely right as well. So you're very pleased with the outcome? Yeah, very pleased. Well, it's really good for you to come and share that with us. Nick, thanks so much for joining us. Okay, no, thank you. Calling all network managers, teachers and safeguarding leads. Discover how NetSupport DNA can help you work smarter and achieve best practice with ease. Brilliant. Nick, thank you so much for that as well. It's just gone 25 minutes to four. We are live across the planet. Good afternoon. Keep those tweet, texts and emails coming. I want to hear more from you, please, colleagues. Let me know where you are listening to our show and whether you want to contribute to our topical discussion. Very interesting. So um, some 
really innovative plans about next year that not all folks are terribly happy with as well here on the show floor they want to kind of zone it up and group like with like and some colleagues have said well i don't want to walk around a whole hall that's just filled with them for example whiteboard manufacturers although most of them are now touch screens i don't want to see them i'm going to get bored and fed up with that and uh just put all the software vendors in one hall and just make it a little bit boring lots of colleagues expressing huge doubt and worry about that and that certainly i would add my name to that list as well that's not what bet was really ever conceived for and it seems to have changed beyond its core values now the show has changed ownership we understand this morning and there's another new company that's why they want to radically change it for next year so it, it remains to be seen what's going to happen here uh, there are other forces at work and i will be able to bring you more information when i have more information we'll share that with you as soon as possible to try and find a solution to that outside of the original confines of the event so i'll let you know more about that but grains of uh, brains grains grains mightier than mine <laughs> so funny irony at its very best <laughs> are working on this and i'll bring you more of that as well um, i managed to catch up with this really interesting gentleman from poland he's called uh jacob or jacob and he has invented some musical instruments beautifully handcrafted and i caught up with him earlier today and this is what he had to say listeners i'm fascinated uh, by my next guest because he's brought some instruments along some brilliant traditional music uh, instrument this is a device uh, he's going to explain these to you in a second uh, and i've got another one here as well beautifully uh, they look to be kind of handmade the kind of quality one would expect from an ikea store other stores are available of course but how fascinating jacob welcome to the show and thanks so much for joining us um tell my listeners all about you your product and what you're doing here at bet oh thank you for your inv invitation all right so we are um, working with our product with children and basically what we do it's uh, uh we're looking for their needs and uh, we notice that uh, what's common for ch children is keep on asking, keep on uh, question, keep yes. on uh, searching for answers. And with our device, they can uh, ask the machine with just a single push of the button, uh, what would be if I push this? And in this way, they can program the uh, whole, uh, it's, it's working like old butter organs, but the one that you can program by yourself. Right. So okay. it uh, inspired them to yes. discover. It's giving them uh, an opportunity to own the music, not to be taught how to play, okay. but to discover by their own. Okay. So in that way, they, they combine all the senses. They touch it, they watch it, and they listen it. And uh, they have fun, so they are more uh, involved in the educational process. We, mm. we don't have to push them. Uh, uh, to do uh, any uh, activities, they do it on their own. And we have also curriculums for the teachers because they need it. But teach, uh, children don't need any uh, uh, curriculums. They need to be uh, entertained. Tell me about it. Yeah. Know, uh, uh, inspectors and governments like curriculums. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're speaking to the right person here. Yeah. Uh, listeners, if this man has a uh, 
caught your attention uh, musicons is the product uh, and company as well and if you want to go to the website uh, it's uh, head across to www.musiconclub.com that's music o-n-r club.com they're on facebook and um this is just stunning as well. I'm looking through the brochure here as well. Beautiful, traditionally made instruments. And, yeah. and are they made in Poland? Yeah, they are made in Poland. Uh, I mean, it's uh, our, I mean, uh, from Polish wood and everything, it's made uh, handmade by Polish. Uh, Authentic is the word you're looking for. Yeah, thank no, you very much. Always a pleasure. I, I am available <laughs> for private consultancy. Just let me know as yeah. well. I think they're really nice. They're just beautiful I've not seen anything uh, built with this quality and attention to detail yeah. and to have a practical curriculum and a learning value to that yeah. it's really good how, how have you found bet how has it been oh it was uh, invented by uh, Kamil Lashuk oh, and, yes? and he showed it uh, all over the world yes. uh, we won a red dot uh, in Singapore we won a EF design award I saw in, that. in Monaghan really so, good yeah so that was appreciated all over the world and then we uh, thought like yeah we have to uh, and, and you've been to Jess as well by the look of it you've been around yeah you, your show here this bet how have you found it for you is oh. it, has it been good place to meet and, and see folks? Oh yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, uh, we really enjoy this uh, place. I mean, we compare it to it's completely different from Dubai, uh, I guess a word. Yes. Uh, and uh, like uh, in Monaghan, it's yes. completely different. But it's really, really uh, something what we were looking for. Brilliant. Um, listeners, if you want to email them, it's hello at musiconclub.com. Jacob, thanks so much for joining us. I've really enjoyed listening and playing with your brilliant musical instruments. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. It's a special birthday year for us. Thirty years of award-winning school IT management solutions. Happy birthday, Net Support Software. I just loved it. It was like talking to someone from Ikea. How marvellous. And I didn't have to put it together myself. Well, listeners, uh, two uh, new folks in the studio uh, that just wandered in. I know, I just love a door, I have to say. Uh, it's just coming up to 18 minutes to four. You're live with Russell. And now Monica Conlon, I hope I got that right. Oh, you can correct me in just a second. And Neil Aitkin, uh, both from Impact Education Software. Join me now, both of you. Welcome to the show. How are you both? Fine, thank fine, you. Fine, thank you very much. We're good. Oh, good, you are not folks of few words, which I like because that works on the radio. Tell the listeners about Impact Education. Decide who's going first and let me have it. Hi, so my name's Neil Aitkin. I'm from Impact Education and we are here to provide increased SEND provision for students um, at primary, secondary and all high levels of education. Um, we're working together to increase SEND provision for everyone and also to reduce the time taken for teachers to manually input SEND data by automatically populating that and that will then increase the provision for all. I'm here today with Monica Conlon. She is a SEND specialist. She's I got, over, it right. I got it right. I got it right. She yeah. has over 30 years experience in the industry and she has been a consultant uh, previously trans transitioning around schools and providing SEND information. She has now created something called Send It and that is what we're here today to exhibit and Monica's going to quickly introduce what Send It does and how that can help That'd schools. That'd be nice. It'd be really good to let us have it. Hi, uh, yeah, it's bringing Send in, into the digital age and it, it's, it's so important. I mean, let's talk about aspiration. SEN is about aspiration, is about removing barriers and young people having the best adulthood possible for Absolutely. them. Absolutely. And the one thing schools and teachers are saying to me that they need is more time 
and they want efficient systems so they can get the paperwork done and then think out of the box and think what can we do to increase the aspirational outcome for this young person doesn't matter what your SEN is doesn't matter what your impairment what your disability is sure you are going to be a successful happy adult and that's what send it's about it's providing wow. a management tool so you get your admin done your paperwork done there's sign-ups for parents and carers and young people themselves they contribute um, everything is done person-centered it ticks all the boxes for the code of practice schools can prove the evidence of what they're doing cost as well schools can prove that everything's cost efficient brilliant no more complaints about we've got no money in the budget because what we are doing is having impact and we're called impact education software she's very good you should get her out more often <laughs> i have to say she's very good is it? And there's, a bit of a, there's a bit of a, a special education needs here um on the show today just by chance because I hooked up with Phonic FM which is a, a live radio station for out of Exeter who deals with an audience that is mostly from adult uh, adults with special or additional needs in the community and a whole range of stuff we started with that and then we spoke to Miles and I know you've just met Miles as well because he's a fascinating gentleman on the scene as well fascinating where can we get hold of more information from the product is there a website what are you on Twitter so we're on Twitter at uh, Impact Education please uh, give us a follow uh, we've currently got a competition as well to win an Amazon voucher so please stop by our stand okay uh, stand Jess, number uh, stand number ah you we see now know. it says we marketing hey, we I know. failed Monica you so I so looked at you and thought you were in charge and here we are he's proving it even though these two have come with their own bodyguard listeners I can't tell you the muscle we're, we're over near the row EF stand in the corner we're a startup we're on the startup side so you spoken like a true educator that is there someone that's just really over there by the teas and coffees so yes, whereas marketing it. head of marketing Neil Aitken <laughs> hasn't got a clue where he is bless you great idea thank you so much Thank you. Uh, really good to join us, and um, I hope you have a great bet. Thank, Thank you very, you much. very really, much. Really, really Thank good. You. Day. You're very welcome. Listeners, my next guest in the studio, I have the fabulous Katie Henry. She's from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and of course, Mark Anderson. Um, <laughs> welcome back to the show, Mark. Thanks, Katie. Welcome generous. to your first time. Oh, no, he's like a bad penny, keeps turning <laughs> up. Uh, welcome to the show. You've been presenting. What have you been talking about? two questions that you should ask before you buy your next EdTech tool. It's basically a simple way to think about a show as complex as BET. When you walk in, it's easy to get overwhelmed. And if you walk in with a game plan right off the bat, you're uh, in the best position to choose the best products. So I just like to give people two questions to, to think about. I like you already. What are those two questions? How will the product grow with your students? So you're thinking about that low floor and that high ceiling. You want a product that truly adapts with your students' needs. You don't want the manufacturer to design that learning pathway for you. You want to be sure that the student has that control when they are creating. You don't want to rely on the manufacturer's teams and their proprietary products to help your student grow. If it's truly student-centered learning, they'll be calling the shots. So you want to choose products that grow with your students' choices. That is very important. The second question is, is the tool research-based? What research has been done with this tool? You want to join a team of researchers who are invested in the same goals that you care about. These researchers, they're going to focus on those soft skills that those kids are learning. They're not the hard skills of saying, will this tool help my student learn more math? That's great. But what do researchers care about? Validating their research. Does it work for all types of learners in all types of situations? I don't care if your marketing team did a little focus group at some rich white school in the corner of wherever. I don't want to hear about that study. 
I want to hear about research-validated tools that grow with your students. Or stopped a few people in a lay-by, which would be much more British kind of view of that. <laughs> Where have you been for the last 36 years? I'm 32, so <laughs> Not here I can tell the you the start. last 32. <laughs> Wow, amazing. How did the presentation go? How, how was that received, Mark? Well, what, what you know, really drew me to Katie when I sort of first got to learn about her and, and, and what have you was that similar approach I have around to yeah. making sure that it's pedagogically focused, student focused and, and, and not just paying lip service to, like, like Katie just said, uh, to what we sort of see and hear from marketing teams. You know, that, 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 that actual validated research that can show that there's going to be some actual impact and things. And so that's what it was. And it's, it's, it's lovely to, and, and refreshing to, to hear, um, you know, th these messages from a, a voice that I hadn't heard from before. I'd seen some great work that Katie was doing uh, around sort of maker builds and, and, and that sort of stuff, uh, sharing online as well. And I'm sure, actually, I mean, you didn't mention it much in your presentation, Katie, but um, seeing as we're talking now, do you, do you want to share some of the work, uh, things you're doing around that sort of work? Because I, mean, I find that stuff so amazing. I am the Director of Learning for BirdBrain Technologies. We are a creative robotics company based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and our tool is designed for any student ages 10 through 18 to build a robot in any class. So these aren't just STEM classes, these are poetry, humanities, history classes, integrating robotics in an authentic way. So what I'm so passionate about is the way the tool is designed. It is clearly labeled, it's color-coded, it helps those teachers who are scared to pick up their first robotics tool get started, but then it quickly gives that creative power to the students. So you help the teachers get comfortable, that was the research behind the tool. Let's get non-STEM teachers on board with robotics and really try to reach all learners who aren't self-selecting into those robotics classes. A lot of uh, giving our students more opportunity has to do with kind of breaking down fear barriers in the teachers. So the more comfortable the teachers feel, and actually it's interesting, there's a relationship between teachers overcoming their fear and students being able to overcome their fear. And so professional development is so important and that's actually what I focus on. So as the director of learning, I work with schools around the world to integrate creative robotics into any subject in any classroom with the Hummingbird Robotics Kit. So you hadn't really considered that you made a beautiful point, I think the most poignant sentence in the self-selecting students and it's very powerful because often we measure the success of projects simply by the self-selecting pupils and that's not truly representative because of course by definition they're in their own Venn diagram quadrant because they've self-selected and therefore they've decided I get it completely oh my goodness amazing absolutely amazing. it's good to hear from you thank you so much thank you it's absolutely fascinating what's next for you what are you doing next uh, well, I'll be it wasn't an invitation, but I mean, what, where is your next performance? Where are you going? What's your next project? What are you embarking on? I will be traveling for three weeks straight through the Pacific Northwest in the United States. So I'll be keynoting a conference in Portland, Oregon in February. I'll be taking a train up to Seattle and I'll be there for a week. And then I'll be heading to Austin, Texas for the South by Southwest EDU conference. Wow, amazing. Well, more and more people need to hear this refreshing look. I think it's really, really good. Thank you. Have, have we seen the robotics kit? Have we had a look? Have you had a go? Have we you? haven't, no, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it would be really good to see, you know, what us adults, our fumbling, bumbling adults can actually make of it. It would be really fascinating. Thank you for sharing that. If people want to connect with you on social media, where can they find you, Katie? On Twitter, at Katie Henry Days. And how are you spelling Days? D-A-Y-S. Oh, okay. Well, I was expecting something a little more exotic than that, but I'm, oh, I'm going Z? with where's it. I know. With, I did, where's the Z? So it's a play on words verbally. It's a verbal pun, but in print it actually has a meaning. I want to be, travel around the world for 80 days consecutively, teaching people about the power of creative robotics. So it's actually a Twitter handle in preparation for a future trip around the world in 80 days. That's my goal. Ah. ah. 
in print. <laughs> so Works in print, not on the radio. I do understand that. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Great. Website is ready at katydays.com. Hey, she didn't miss an opportunity there. Mm. I'll add that in later. <laughs> I've got it. I've got it. Katie, thank you so much. Mark, brilliant guest. Thank you for coming and honouring us with your presentation. Lovely to have you on our stand. Thank you very much. It's a special birthday year for us. 30 years of award-winning school IT management solutions. Happy birthday, Net Support Software. And I thought the show was going to turn into be a special needs focus. It's now going from robotics to more robotics. Live in the studio, I have Daniel. He is from Kobo Robotics. Did I say that right? Almost. Oh, go on, Kubo have a go. Robotics. Who, which one again? Kubo Robotics. Kubo Robotics. Yeah, exactly. Excellent, thank you. And you have a delightful surname that I couldn't profess <laughs> to even go. Give everyone that one. It's Lindegard or Linegal in Danish. I'm from Denmark beautiful language I have to say and I'm sure your English you. is so much better than my Danish <laughs> I can tell you right now it is and thank you so much for joining us uh, so conversation there about robotics clearly a topic of choice mm-hmm. here uh, and we've kind of moved from basic coding into more three-dimensional kind of but we had some of this a long time ago mm. um, and some people did stuff with Lego and that kind sure. of stuff on a very I would almost say 2D basis, I think robotics offers a whole lot more. Tell me some more. Yeah, well, uh, if, if we look back uh, just a few years back, you know, I, I would say that we saw a lot of solutions, especially for the later grades. And, uh, and, and these solutions were, I would say, actually quite complex. So, so when you look at a classroom, it, there might be just a handful of all of the students that, that really understands the coding behind the robots and, and I think that's a huge problem and, and that's also the reason why you know countries around the world are now integrating computer science into the early grades as well yeah. um, and, and that is what we are actually also focusing on uh, at Kubo we have this little robot that you can uh, code using physical coding pieces that you put together like a puzzle ah. and then you put the robot on top of these pieces and it's going to read the code and execute the code uh, and you actually go through most of, of, of the important coding concepts that also enables you to move on to something else in the later grades and really use the knowledge from, from our product in, in, uh, in computer science in general. Wow. And I, I think, you know, uh, what we're trying to do is really to ensure that all students are going to get these basic coding competencies so we don't just have this handful of students that are really good or interested in it. Uh, later on. I think you're right to draw some conclusions from there because I think it opens up other creative possibilities within mm. their learning space. It's not just computer coding and you exactly. know, if you're just, you know, I think that's I think you've hit the nail just beautifully on the head. Um, elegant there as well. Uh, if, if folks want to find out a bit more about what it is, can they visit you here? Where, how yeah, can we find so, out uh, more? It's at uh, F70, so we are with our uh, UK reseller okay. uh, called uh, Creative Hut. They're okay. quite new, and they are actually uh, branched out of um, Lego Education, so uh, good. They know all about the business. Okay, and is your training in education, or is the, have you come so from industry? So yeah, partly. Uh, actually, uh, I have an engineer degree, but it's a very special degree. Uh, it's called Learning and Experience Technology. Wow. Um, so it's all about you know figuring out how can we use technology in a meaningful way for for enhancing teaching and in a more playful approach to Excellent. to that. Um, so that's also how this product came to life, you know. I think we look to the, the Scandinavian countries, particularly um, uh, Daneland, for, for some of these kind of innovative approaches sure. here because, you know, 
some of us are bored witless here with what we're doing and it's just yeah, great I get to see it. some you of know, and and i i think it's a fine balance because i think in, in scandinavia we have a very like open-ended approach where yes. students can also yes. figure out their own motivation and yes. and, and use that uh, as a driver uh, for learning um, but we still have very traditional classrooms and we have to yeah. ensure that you know all students have a certain level uh, of of, uh, of skills yes um, so so we try to balance that so so we actually have you know a lot of exercises 10 hours of exercises that ensures that we will cover all the different concepts and then you can move on to the more open-ended where you really follow your own motivation yeah. in the projects Daniel, I've really enjoyed chatting with you. Thank yeah, you very much. Too. Uh, are you. you on Twitter? Or can I? Can we connect with you? Can we? So um, our website is kubo.education because we're all about education. That's the only thing we're doing. Good. Um, me myself, I'm not on social media yet. Okay. <laughs> that's good. As long as the product and the brand is, and we can get everything from there, that is just fine. Mm. That's really good. For the moment, Daniel, thank you very much thank from Kubo so Robotics. That's really good to talk to you. Was Daniel from Kubo Robotics? Well, how fascinating, how absolutely fascinating. We're broadening our horizons. Tracy Good is up next. We'll have time for some music in just a little while. Are you ready? You are listening to Net Support Radio, the home of our award-winning school IT management solutions. Support all the elements for successful school IT management. Listeners, it's great to be joined by Tracy Good, who's one of our fellow contributors to our brilliant series of videos which are available through the Sound Player app on Net Support Radio. Tracy, welcome to the show. How the devil are you? I am practically perfect in every way, Russell. It's lovely to be here with you. Uh, you're very kind. Thank you. How was your presentation? It was good. Yeah, it was good. I, do you know, just giving me 10 minutes, though, that's always a bit of a... Oh, I always need at least three weeks. Just to warm up. Yeah, and and yeah. then there's the presentation itself. Absolutely. So what have you been talking about? So today we've been talking about parental engagement. So how do we reach our parents when we know that they don't want to come into school? No. Mm. Okay, is it pizza? Will that do it? Or is it a glass of Prosecco? How's it going to work? You know, funnily enough, I have been in schools where Prosecco has been on. Red wine, white wine, cakes, chocolates, raffles. Uh, doesn't seem to work very well, I'm afraid. Oh mm. gosh, what's yeah. the solution? The solution appears to be pyjama parties. I kid you not. So a lot of kidding. No, no. So we're going for pester power. So what we're looking at is how do we get uh, parents into school? Well, we do that by their children nagging them to come along. Wow. So yeah, one of the things that we found works really well is school will put on a, a film evening. So a Disney film typically. So we'll get out all the crash mats. We'll be in the hall. We'll get the big screen. We'll have popcorn. Uh, we'll do all that exciting stuff. Uh, you've got to come in your pajamas or your onesie. That's most important. Uh, we usually start around about six o'clock. One of the issues that parents have is that if uh, if there's a session going on in school, they'll, they'll say, well, it's too late by the time I get home, it's bedtime, and then the children are going to be late to bed, and blah, blah, blah. But actually, if they're already ready for bed, if they're already in the pyjamas, do you know, it kind of ticks it. that one off. Oh, it works so well. Your kid. No, no. And so we've had schools where they've had a 100% hit rate with parents coming yes. in. It's amazing. Just yesterday, I had a call from a teacher at Deer Park School in Chesterfield. 
Uh, he said typically over, over a session they may get 10 or 15 parents coming along. Uh, they've just put out a form, a flyer for their parent session and they've had so far 140 responses. Uh, and it's because the children want to come in in their pyjamas. It's cool. It works. And what are they typically listening to and, and that? Are they listening? What advice and where does this come from? So the advice that we're giving to parents? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's... It's really, really important that schools um, engage with their students before we run a session. We need to know what children in that particular setting are doing. So we need to do some groundwork. So typically what I will look at when I run a parent session is firstly what children are doing um, online. So we'll look at, at the most popular things. So we'll poll the children beforehand. We'll typically look at things like uh, Minecraft and Roblox if we're at primary school. Sure. Uh, we'll look at Snapchat. We'll look at live streaming, which is becoming a huge issue at primary school, not just at secondary. Uh, yeah, if we're looking at secondary school, then it's more social media. Um, it's all about the likes. So we, we talk about um, having that positive self-image and positive self-identity, that sort of thing. Um, so we're making sure that the, Im the information that we're giving to parents is as relevant and up-to-date as it possibly can. That is just, there's no point in teaching children about Facebook because, to be quite frank, that's not where they're at. No, indeed not. But the pyjama party is just splendidly so simple. Do you know, often the easier things are the ones that work best, and it does. And for one school, they did the pyjama party. They didn't want to replicate it the following year, so they did, a, they did the Great British Bake Off. So they wow. opened the school kitchen, and they weren't allowed to. Use, the children weren't allowed to use the cookers and things. But the uh, lunchtime supervisors engaged, and they were they were dressed up as Paul Hollywood and Mary Berry. Children were allowed to come in and bake. Their their, their delights were were judged. But again, they could only do that if parents came to the online safety session, Stunning. and it worked. Yeah, simple. Well, congratulations. That's really good. As ever, if folks uh, like what they're hearing from you and they want to connect with you live on social media where should they head Tracy they can head to Twitter I am at eSafetyTraining or they can contact me on my website which is eSafetyTraining.co.uk brilliant Tracy thanks for joining us and congratulations on a splendid presentation thank you so much Ned support all the elements for successful school IT management it's always good to catch up with a fabulous Tracy. I can't believe we've been on for over an hour. It's just gone two minutes past four o'clock. Time for some music. Love this. I love, love, love that. It's my second favourite after the AHA track we played yesterday for you. Gorgeous, the strings version there, just amazing there. Um, uh, email, uh, tweet, no, it's a tweet, tweet from Chris Lovesey. Again, he is looking forward to more top ed tech debate today, Russell. Thanks so much, Chris. The guys are sending some fantastic customer feedback through to NetSupport HQ. Hope they're all taking aboard the correct fluids. Well, that's very interesting. They're taking fluids on whether they're the correct ones. I'm... I'm pretty not, not sure about that to help them last the pace well some of them aren't just lasting the pace there make sure those UK sales staff are behaving themselves too late and if Emma is flagging it's sure to pick her up if you could try and play Top Loader's greatest hit and it is their only hit actually there Dancing in the Moonlight uh, cheers all well hello all uh, I don't have that on the show unfortunately uh, I'll see what I can do perhaps tomorrow and, and maybe uh, perhaps if I could just dedicate that song to everyone back at Net Support HQ good afternoon to you it's really good to have your company. It's eight minutes past four. You're with Russell Prue live from Bet. This is day two, Thursday. Two more to go. Be halfway through the show at the end of the day. 
Well, that's not really true because Saturday's a little shorter and a little quiet there as well. Um, fascinating show for you today. I hope you've picked something up already. Still loads more to come possibly uh, 30 35 minutes of content there no idea who else might just turn up and we'll just put them on air because we are so up for a conversation with interesting folks we like to bring you different stuff that you wouldn't normally have discovered as well as some of the mainstream contributors is really good next up is Alison and Claire from the G-Tech holder everyone wants one even Mr Jones has one now on his fabulous handheld device it, it allows you to hold device this is fascinating they've been on uh, Dragon's Den they've got so much to say for themselves and I really really enjoyed speaking to them they are up next you are listening to Net Support Radio, the home of our award-winning school IT management solutions. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. You're listening to Russell Prue, broadcasting on the Anderton Tiger Radio Network. I don't understand what's going on here. Calling all network managers, teachers, and safeguarding leads. Discover how Net Support DNA can help you work smarter and achieve best practice with ease. Listeners, we like to bring you innovation. We like to bring you delectation. And this is a stunning concept. I have with me live in the studio Claire Buttrick and Alison Grieve. And they are from G-Hold. You won't believe what they've come up with it. This is marvellous. Well, I'm going to let they... I'll just let you tell them, but I'm so excited to have you in the studio. Welcome both Claire and Alison. Tell the listeners, uh, if you will, please, Alison, what this is and how it works. Thank you. So this is the G-Hold. Um, G-Hold um, has been around actually since 2010. Um, we've been designing handholds that make it much easier to hold physical items. So we started off in food service with the safe tray, which is a tray that doesn't topple over, but is still stackable with a hand support underneath it. And from that, we, when tablets became such a big thing, particularly in education, um, I purchased a tablet and thought this is really convenient for traveling and for presenting on the move but um, it's a little bit awkward to hold. And so that's why I came up with the G-Hold. I love it. It's like a pop-out handler. What is so innovative about it, listeners, is that it folds flat. So one, and uh, as um, Alison has just said, it allows whatever it is to be stacked on top of something else. It doesn't protrude much at all in any shape or form. This is very, very clever. Where can I get one from? Well, we sell them on Amazon. We have um, a partnership with um, the Amazon Devices team. So um, they are available on Amazon. They come in a little tin there with a couple of... I've seen the tin, listeners. You love the tin. (laughs) You'll be using that tin for other stuff. (laughs) If you're a gentleman, it can go in your man drawer. And as uh, Michael McIntyre will say, you can fill it with loads of coins and really exciting stuff. So Uh, the the, the G-Holds are um, compatible with any type of tablet. So mm. we were also the design for surface program so might the Microsoft store sell G holds and of course we have wonderful um, Apple distinguished educators who have been great supporters of G hold for a number of years and um, we're very grateful to be working with just inspiring educators here you say years and that makes me feel so bad because I've not come across this already I'm so <laughs> sorry entirely my fault <laughs> not bad. at all well it's our fault of cl- uh, we, we, we've not come and seen you before so this wow. 
we're, we're here now. So. You are. That's the. Uh, we're here now. <laughs> so uh, tell me. So you were uh, on Dragons Den. We were yes. Uh, for for my sins, I was on Dragons Den a few years ago. So um, uh, yeah, uh, it was <laughs> it was quite an experience. I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. But um, the wonderful thing about it was, although you know, television has a certain way of editing. Mm. So we were a little bit further ahead than uh, it perhaps appeared on on the TV. But we had so many great teachers um, jumping to our defense online and we were really grateful for them then as we are now. And then the good thing about having had a hard time on Dragon's Den is that the British love to support an underdog. <laughs> so we found that um, actually now, as a comparison, it's fantastic to have had that as a background and it was a good experience and um, and we are certainly, we've forged ahead these days so you're obviously on the show well some people go on the show having already secured their own investment uh, and just go on it for a publicity and and that's a really good thing did you need further investment and support Um, from it no I mean of course Peter Jones is quite involved in consumer electronics and so we had prior to that thought that he would be a good partner and actually it was quite a good suite of of dragons at that time there was Nick Jenkins and yep. Sarah Willingham and so it was actually really good to meet the dragons I would say the hard part was more the edits afterwards it wasn't the dragon's den experience it was more the editing afterwards that um, but that's television and indeed and, and this is and radio actually, and there's no yeah. editing whatsoever going on <laughs> with this at all yeah. this is, I treat everything as if it's live and if you muck it up well bad luck <laughs> I always say live is yeah. live it's where it's at it's more authentic that way so, this is yeah. the year I've made 2019 my year of authenticity. Yes, I'm going. To, I'm committed to being more authentic. That's what I think about Kids 2019. Need to be, no, you're absolutely right. Kids need to be more authentic. Pupil voice needs to be more authentic. Almost everything we do with kids in spaces where there is learning taking place needs to be more authentic. Yeah, I think so. Especially in the world of you know where increasingly social media has a projection of self, which is kind of like you know children learning to brand themselves which is unhealthy I think that increasingly companies have a duty to be more authentic and speak with an authentic voice so I'm with you there 2019 the year of authenticity I think it's really good so if we want to shop on this uh, immediately listeners you can go right now whilst you're listening to this but do open another browser won't you don't cancel your listening uh, tool as well you just go and search for g-hold on Amazon so you either go to our website g-hold.com where we do offer educational packages um, and also on Amazon just G hyphen hold um, you will be able to get our, our Velcro brand version of G hold there Excellent. or on the Microsoft store and is priority shipping available absolutely hey, of course it is Russell <laughs> why go anywhere else my goodness and you've got a colleague with you as yeah, well so Claire Buttress uh, she has just joined actually the company to um, work on our education program so we go into um, UK schools and help to teach them about um, manufacturing because we are UK manufacturers everything Good for you. is manufactured in Scotland and we believe very passionately in doing so and we believe in teaching children how simple actually it can be to manufacture in this country you don't have to go elsewhere 
and um, we have fun programs that we put on with augmented reality Love it. and with manufacturing and putting the products together so yeah um, Claire is going to be taking the lead on that over the next year good luck with getting a word in Edgeway <laughs> I can just imagine what it's like as well uh, thank you so much for joining us well so if colleagues want to invite you or get you in for this how, how can we how can we connect with you how do we get well, yeah. the, be- the best way to get in contact with us directly through the website. Of course. Um, and just g-hold.com. And we can and contact you through there yes, and ask absolutely. for a, a visit as well. Yes. So have you done any yet? It's, just, it's still new? No, I am brand shiny new, so not oh, yet. Wow. This is I... Claire's first week. We're very excited. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> welcome to the company. <laughs> Far be it for me to welcome you to uh, Alice's company. Welcome. I'm so pleased. I'm good to have you on board. I can imagine, oh, imagine that will be very well sought after because really, again, we're looking for authentic opportunities for young folks to connect and see and feel and touch real kind of stuff. Really good UK manufacturing. It's really where it's at. I think it's really good. Good for you. Congratulations. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks so much for joining Thanks us. It's really good. to meet you. Brilliant chatting to Alison and Claire there. I love it. I just love it. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you. One, two, three, Support Radio. Nothing else comes close. They rock out. You guys rock. Play my kind of music. Yeah. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. You're listening to Russell Crew, broadcasting on the Anderson Tiger Radio Network. I don't understand what's going on here. In the mix. Net Support Radio. Live at Bet. In the mix. Thank you very much indeed, ladies. I really enjoyed chatting to you. I think you can tell, can't you? You can actually tell. Alison and Claire there from G-Tech. And you can find that on Amazon. It's good measure that as well when you can buy something like that there. Uh, the time is exactly 18 minutes past four. You're with Russell here live on Net Support Radio. It's quietening down just a little. You can probably hear that in the background. The kind of uh, high volume levels just going down nicely as well. A few more guests to get through until we finish today. Kate and Matthew from Rate My Teaching. This is not what you expect. I expected them to come up and it to be Rate My Teacher. And it's not at all like that. It's something quite different. So hold on tight for that. They are up next. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready to mash up the place. I don't understand what's going on here. It's just fantastic. Yeah, no doubt about it. It is the best station. They have a variety of music. It's a wide variety. I love this station. Calling all network managers, teachers, and safeguarding leads. Discover how NetSupport DNA can help you work smarter and achieve best practice with ease. NetSupport Radio. Nothing else comes close. Listeners, we're meeting the BET finalists, the BET Award finalists that weren't successful. I always find those people are the most exciting because the ones that have won are so full of joy and you just can't get anything sensible out of them you need some so you need some miserable people i do i do just to bring me down just to kind of ground me as well um i've no idea who you are thank you so much indeed for joining us this is how it's most my of my, my radio shows go tell the listeners who you are and what your product is okay so, so um well i'm i'm kate and um i'm founder of your favorite teacher which is a gcse platform um focusing on English and maths and we have video so we video actual teachers and and turn these schemes of work into something that students can can use on their phones and their laptops but this is our first ever exhibition so yeah really we're only in year one so this time last year I was teaching English in Luton um, and uh, yeah, lots happened in a year. I could say so much about that as well. Yeah, no, I'm sure plenty of people can. I bet that's really challenging. I'm sure it's quite challenging. Very challenging environment. Okay. 
So tell me about the product some more. So uh, you, you log in and um, you've got basically, it's like a, an open university style learning for GCSEs and you watch your films and we track your revision as you go and it's supposed to be fun, as fun as education possibly can be. Um, it's all animated and we're just trying to get into some schools really. So if you've got any students that are struggling, um, getting them prepared for their GCSEs, okay. come and see us at C48. Oh, you're having your own stand? Oh, yes, oh, we gosh. are. Oh, at C48. Excellent, that's good. Right, here come the questions. So, where does the content come from? Uh, me. <laughs> Excellent, okay. So, is Teachers. it mapped to, which syllabus is it mapped to, all the examples, or is it just generic? So, it's fairly generic. Now, the only one that isn't is the English language, which is for AQA. So, I thought I'd start with what I know. So, I started with the, the courses I was actually teaching. So, um, it's AQA for English. But other than that, it's all generic. So, all the literature texts um, and the math syllabuses. And all online all online so any platform agnostic i could be on anything at you all could, you could be on anything at all um so it works works well from laptops it, um but also from from your phones it's just as fine it's it's easily adapted um, brilliant so yeah it's a uh, it's good it's exciting we are we're, we're as i said this is our first exhibition we've just launched last week in 30 schools well so. that's what i call just in time delivery now you brought matthew along does he have a speaking part or is he just no. going to continue matthew's taking just here to take photos of me he's an insta boyfriend Okay, well, that's always handy as well. He's very Instagram-ette, I have to say, because he's been shooting on there as, as well with his camera. Uh, welcome, Matthew. Nice. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So, uh, tell me more about the product. I mean, are you involved in any particular aspect? You're just the photographer. Matthew makes spreadsheets. Yeah, I'm a spreadsheet fanatic, so I look after We, we all need one of those. Yes, a spreadsheet side. fanatic. We do really. need one. We do need one. Nothing more sexy than a spreadsheet. I'm so sorry. I feel this tension, this tension <laughs> rising here. I do offer uh, counselling, but it's normally out of hours. Okay, I you're, see. You're what, what are your rates? A, a, more than you could possibly imagine, I have to <laughs> more say. More than I can afford in a startup business, I probably you. imagine. So, uh, what tempted you to bet? What brought you along to bet? Have, had you, as an educator, had you been before? I, I hadn't. I was so important in the classroom, I could never miss a day of work. It's a good answer. Yes. I'm not buying it, but it's a good no, answer. No, it's true. The, the world crumbled when I left my school. Um, <laughs> but no, I'd not been before, but I've heard so much about it, and I just thought, what better place to showcase what we're, what we're right. trying to achieve? You're absolutely right. Well, people like Al and I um, just live to meet really interesting innovators such as yourselves. Once upon a time, the Bet Show also lived to meet. Yes. Now it's about how much money you got, <laughs> how many tables can you buy at the awards ceremony, yeah. and uh, you know which which teams can you sponsor. It's it's I, changed somewhat. Well, I, I think I made a bit of a faux pas when I met Al last night, and I asked him if he had Twitter because I just got a Twitter account, and then he uh, followed me, and I saw he had over twenty two thousand people. He is fairly like, popular. Wow, <laughs> you're famous. Some of us have got more but don't oh, get, really oh, oh, please oh wow <laughs> Dear, I, run a radio I think I'm, station. I'm on 97 <laughs> what? Oh, ble- well I 98 now there oh, we are, there we are. it's the gift. the gift that keeps on giving Absolutely. so uh, thanks so much for joining us I, I really enjoyed that where can colleagues find out more about your product online uh, so www.yourfavoriteteacher.com um, or come and see us at C48 and we'll be welcoming you with open arms and probably some Haribo sweets no precisely they are a, they are not our sponsor we had to pay for them ourselves other sweets are available we have yes. got a bet show special offer as well so oh that's really good Oh, that's he's perked up. He's perked up. Yeah, that's the spreadsheet man. That's the spreadsheet. And him going, oh, the yeah. fourth column, special <laughs> offer. Hold on, I've forgotten that. I've forgotten Wait a second. Don't, don't let him well, leave without telling them about our special offer and our summer school package. I wish you the very best of luck. Thank you so and, much. And on Twitter, how can we connect with you on Twitter? Miss Meeks underscore YFT.
I look said, forward to all of the streams of followers that will be coming in from this. That's a teacher's <laughs> Twitter. That's a teacher's I'm, Twitter I'm handle. I'm brand new. Ever. That is such a teacher's Twitter. Yes, I love it. I know. Okay, we've got your class name at the beginning anyway. <laughs> oh, really good. Thank you so much, thank both you. of you. Best of luck with yeah, you thanks. and thanks for joining us. All right, thank take care. Much. All around the world. All non-stop. In your car. At work. At home. On your smartphone. You're listening to your local radio, the number one radio station in the world. Hello, listeners. I've just had a guest who's just dropped in as well, and I promised him a slot a little while ago, and uh, he uh, wasn't able to join us right then. As so many folks are, we're very busy talking to lots of people. Uh, uh, what was your name again, sir? Kuthar? Did I get the right? No. Kathar, uh, Kath- oh, let me. oh, come on, oh, Ross. I, I need to have a go. I don't butcher your name. Uh, no, indeed. It's, uh, hi, I'm Karthik Roshan from Britannica. Karthik. Karthik? Yes. It's a lovely name. Thank you so much indeed. Tell me what is happening over at Britannica these days. Where are we? Where's the content now? What has it turned into? How has it morphed from its original form? I think we've come a long way, but our roots are still the same. So when you think about Britannica, December 10th of 2018, which was not a month ago, we celebrated our 250th anniversary. It's good, isn't it? Not many people have been around that long, have Oh, they? my God. I wish uh, anybody, any other organization, think about particularly media companies. Over the last 250 years, a number of things have been thrown at Britannica. And Britannica has shown that tenacity to see what's coming down the pike. Yeah. Observe, learn adapt and evolve. Yes. And uh, what really helped us is the watchwords that started out with our founders 250 years ago. Yes. If you open the first edition of Britannica, 250 years ago, there was no United States, there was not even the French Revolution, there was not even viable electricity. The first sentence in the preface reads, utility ought to be the principal intention of any publication. The second sentence, right? Hold on, Ross, I mean, it's not done yet. The second sentence reads, wherein this intention does not plainly appear, neither the book nor the author have the smallest claim to the approbation of mankind. No. If only we open titles like that these days. What a hoot. I love it. I had no idea that was there. Okay. So for us, in terms of evolving on that journey, think about utility, right? Today you speak about use cases. Britannica has evolved and adapted itself, and December 10th also marked our 25th year online. Wow. How many companies have been online for 25 years? Show of hands, please. Nobody here. Nope, I can't see anyone's that. Nope, there's definitely no one's with a hand up. That's because we launched in 1993, soon after Mark Andreessen launched the Mosaic web browser. So in terms of being adopting to a digital age, Britannica is as early as it gets. In fact, as early as the 1970s, mm. we we're talking about digital publications with people like Marvin Minsky. We created the first CD-ROM multimedia drive, uh, uh, multimedia encyclopedia, four years, four years before Microsoft and Carter did. Indeed. At that point, the technology was so new, we had to send it along with a VHS tape to explain to people <laughs> how to use a CD-ROM. I know. I was there demonstrating when I worked for Research Machines. This was one of their CD titles in their range. I know I've been there. That's really good. So how has the content evolved in its way? It's interacting with other kind of platforms and stuff now. It's, it can't just be a reference material. It must have leapt out of its container and it kind of interacts with a whole range of stuff. Rush you spot on. What we do today is we inspire curiosity 
and the joy of learning both inside and outside the classroom. Yes, we do have amazing, amazing reference material, but what we also have is spectacular curriculum material which is both core and supplemental. Brilliant. So I think that's what we do. The other thing that we do is at Britannica, we've realized that we live in a world where there is a lot of intellectual laziness. What I mean by that is, Russ, when was the last time you went onto the internet to do a search? Um, Probably yes. five minutes ago? Oh, uh, only a few minutes ago, yes. Yeah. So when you do a search on the internet, how often you go to something called the second page of the search engine's results page? Well, Jen, well, actually, I'm not a good example because I do that a lot because the stuff... Are you I'm, human? No, I am, yes. And because the stuff I'm looking for when I have to reach out and look for isn't on the first page because that's why I have to go to the internet because I need that kind of help. It's that bad. So I was, I was looking for something very interesting yesterday that I had to find and I was on page two. So for me, I, I do that, but you're absolutely right. Most folk, pay, maybe not even two or three of the entries on the first page even, do they stray beyond there. 92% of the people stay on the first page, yeah. of mm. which almost 63% of the people stick to the top three results. So what Britannica has realized is that it's not enough if you have valuable information. Nope, absolutely. People love convenience today. <laughs> yep. They're okay walking away with an answer. So in that world, what we do is we take information to where people are. Brilliant. So today, we are on search. We have products like a free Chrome browser extension called ah. Britannica Insights. So if you download it and you do a search on whether it's Google, Bing, Yahoo, or any of the search engines, when Britannica has something meaningful to offer, we show up on the top right panel. We're not just giving you an answer, we're actually doing something more. What we do is provide you a learning framework. Nice. Say for example, you do a search on climate change. We give you a definition of climate change, which everybody does, but what we also do is talk to you about who are the key participants in climate change, who are the key people that you need to know. What are the different theories? People talk about global warming, but there's something called global cooling. Have you heard of Milankovitch theory? Have you heard of the theory of astronomical cycles? There are mm. factors beyond what we know mm. that really impact climate change. That's what we do. So here, we're not just giving you an answer, we're giving you a learning framework. Yes. With Britannica, the promise is save time, learn more, be sure. That is not something that everybody can promise. I do like that and I have so enjoyed this. You have. I've learned something new and I promise my listeners at the start, guaranteed, underwritten, you will learn something new here as well. As ever, where do we go to find out more? Go on Britannica.com slash insights. And the other area that we're focusing on from an education perspective is focusing on digital literacy. Okay. I think today we live in a world that is so much of proactive misinformation on the internet. Yeah. So our goal is to really figure out how do you enable the children of today to really understand how to become better consumers of media so that they understand the choices that they're making. Yeah. Because if you walk away with an answer, it may not be true, it changes who you are yeah. and the whole world. A lot of fake news out there and one understands that, you're absolutely right. And then ultimately the big focus that we have is on curiosity. And why curiosity? Education is what people do to you and me. It's driven by a curriculum. Learning is driven by curiosity. If you work on harnessing and developing your curiosity, we all become lifelong learners. And why is that important? Can you predict what kinds of jobs are gonna exi exist 20 years from now? No, because they don't exist. They don't exist. So how are you gonna prepare our children for something that does not exist today? I know. But if you 
instill them with curiosity, help them nurture it, they're going to have the ability to explore. When they explore, they're going to have the ability to discover. When you discover, you have the ability to invent and reinvent yourself. So the best gift that we can give the children of the next generation is to harness that curiosity, which is what we're born with. Yes. But as we get older, we kill that curiosity. We do indeed. You need to meet Damien Hines. You just need a few hours with him in a darkened room and see how you get on, the two of you, because he needs to hear some of this brilliant talk. I just Thank had you. the lovely opportunity to meet with Damien Hines a couple of days ago at the Education World Forum. Good. And, and was he listening? Of course. When I have something like this to say, do you think people do not want to listen? Well, I hope they do anyway. But it'd be nice if you affect some policy there. As ever, thank you so much. Great to catch up with you. And thank you for being part of our program today. Thank you, Ross. Really appreciate you. You're and, very uh, welcome. Have a wonderful day. You're very welcome there. Very important resource there. Loving that very much. Still to come on today's show. So, so much more. You are listening to Net Support Radio, the home of the award-winning Net Support DNA Suite with Russell Prue. His shows are so professional. Just the best mix of news and information. There's so much to see at Stand D120 with Net Support this year. Russell always has amazing guests. All the latest news and information from the show floor. The Bet Show sounds an amazing place to be. I love this station. It was Karthik Krishnan, and God, I've got his business card now. I couldn't read that on his badge as well. Karthik Krishnan. I got it right, you see. I just needed that. Thank you so much indeed. He's well-practiced, isn't he, I have to say. Uh, certainly knows uh, his stuff as well. So, uh, James Donaldson, I love chatting to this. All things Welsh, he is up next. Uh, listeners, it is delightful uh, to bump into colleagues from Wales and it's like a home from home for me at the moment. I have with me, live in the studio, James Donaldson uh, from Cardiff and Vale. Uh, that's a college, isn't it? Uh, just stunning. He has a brilliant title, listeners. He is the Additional Needs Learning Coordinator. Absolutely. It sounds so much better than a Senko, I have to say. <laughs> it is. So, you are so where, where it's at at the moment. If you want innovation, if you want arts, go to Wales. What are you here doing? Lovely to welcome to the show. Yeah, well, well and you've, you've thank you for having us. I, I do love a pre-made. What's so funny? What's, does this, what's, they're all laughing. I love, love it. I love it. <laughs> Everyone is so happy in Wales. Um, what are you doing here today? So I'm I'm presenting uh, with Net Support around how we can utilise a sort of technology to support mental health and well-being. Brilliant. Um, so often than not technology is seen as the kind of oh, the antithesis of mental health being mm. and, I, and I can understand that to an extent to you know the pressure through social media and the always on culture sure. but I think that actually that you know this isn't going to go away so how do we embrace that how do we change that so I was speaking around how some of the stuff that we do in our college uh, surrounded by a couple of colleagues who, mm. who work in our e-learning team and how we utilize that space um, how my team so my, my well-being team my ALN team so yeah, our SEN team um, use that to engage learners and to teach them about their, their I guess, their own well-being, their e-safety, um, how to relax, how to embed that. And uh, fundamentally, if, if we support uh, learners well, then they will learn more, their behaviour will be better, they will understand their place in the world and how that fits in around our curriculum on our values, essentially. That's the digital strategy Absolutely. In, in a nutshell, as it should yeah. be. It's really good. What are the specific challenges for you? Challenges for us? Oh, it, it's uh, my talk is around sort of this, this. It's a wicked problem for me. 
you're not going to solve mental health through education on its own. It's about how we link in with our community. So we're, we're a city centre college. Uh, we have around 6,000 full-time learners, around 14,000 part-time learners, but we're central to our communities. 52 different languages spoken in our college. That's a shock for some people, and, and I'm working at Cate's at the moment, and 72 there, and I was shocked. Everyone that I worked with was shocked, but, you know, it's Cardiff, surely two and a push. <laughs> and no, that's not the case. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we need to um, obviously look at those language needs, but also those cultural needs as well around it. Um, and one way that we're doing that, so um, we've got our kind of maker space, and these guys that surround me Love it. Uh, staff that space. And we've had our ESOL groups or EAL learners coming. Um, we've done all sorts of virtual tours. We've done um, um, kind of how they can kind of look at well-being through technology as Brilliant. well. Love it, absolutely so, love it. Yeah, absolutely. And I love a guest in a bow tie, and I love a guest that brings his own group along. Oh, absolutely. The Appreciation yeah. Society. It's like having your own audience. <laughs> I should travel more often with my own audience. Yeah, absolutely. Really Fascinating. So what's on the horizon for you? What are your challenges for this year? What are you going to look at? Our challenges, well, I, I always think, and, and um, you know, I'm grateful to have known, known Mark for a while, and we, we talk a lot. Um, I always think that, that if you can't think of anything to do, then you're on your way down. So we've got a kind of a big plan A list and we've got a big plan B list and whatnot. So the challenge for me is to how can we embed this through our curriculum more? So we have our e-tutorial framework, we're quite lucky. And this man to my right designs a lot of our e-tutorial materials. This man to my left does a lot of it as well. Good. And those themes are embedded around well-being through that. Equally, we've got sort of physical locations of well-being hubs and where they can get trained support, uh, trained staff members around support. Um, but what I want to do is to try and link all that up so actually everyone knows each other's roles in the college, what they can do, and equally promote our kind of digital digital um, support as well. Brilliant. Because um, much like through teaching and learning, you either embrace the technology or you find yourself fighting against yeah. it. And you, I think there's a, there's a kind of a point where or it you, runs you over. Or it's just yeah, going to run you over. Absolutely. Yeah. Or, or it yes. dominates the teaching and learning Indeed. to the extent Indeed. that you spend all your time saying, get off yes. your phone, instead of saying, well, what can we do to support that? So in my talk, there was a little bit around nice. um, the work that the NHS are doing. So I'm a, a kind of top of the valleys boy, so the NHS is kind of in my blood, really. Um, literally, I suppose. Um, but around the work that they're doing around digital apps and understanding, right, well, what can we do? So they've got a really good, and I'd certainly recommend anyone who, who may be listening to this, um, to have a look at the NHS Digital Libraries apps because they are evidence-based. You can share them widely. So we're going to do a lot of work around that. Nice. Um, I want want more work linking to our curriculum teams as well because we, we've got really diverse needs. So it's, it's a kind of a holistic challenge, really. Got it all going on, haven't you? It's all going on in Cardiff. I've been saying that for years. It is so going on. If colleagues like what they've heard from you, can we find you on Twitter? Are you a profound... Well, if you know Mark, you so must be on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. So my kind of Twitter experience started a a couple of years ago, and I think it's one of the most sort of powerful tools around sharing of practice, because I think sometimes we we can end up in silos if we don't really kind of share those ideals. So I tweet at uh, Mr... Alenko, so Mr. Underscore Alenko, obviously to my, to my uh, SEN roots or ALN roots, but I'm also on a website called uh, MrAlenko.com. It's just around teaching and learning strategies, sharing ideas. I love to connect with people. Uh, the fact that I'm sat here talking to you today it's a good so measure. is around linking with Mark, then bringing Mark into the college and to talk about tech and to well-being, and then that's led to other opportunities and all of those things. So um, fundamentally, let's, let's, let's kind of share what we can and not, not well. Work. 
Diosran Vau, and thank you so much for joining us as well. Uh, live with James Donaldson, what a blast. If only the bow tie worked on the radio. James, thanks <laughs> for joining us. Thank you very much. Really School, a new way to capture, record and share students' learning experiences. You're listening to Net Support Radio with Russell Prue, broadcasting on the Anderson Tiger Radio Network. Joachim Vau. James, thank you so much indeed. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant, brilliant. Still to come on today's show, we have Mary Alice. She is up next and the fabulous Steve Banbury and we are talking virtual and augmented reality. And then, as an extra bonus, you thought you'd had enough today, but oh no, there's an extra wrap-up chat with the fabulous Al Kingsley. We'll be chatting the whole show, putting it to bed nicely and you can expect to be with us until five o'clock today. Next up... It's Mary Alice. Listeners, it's always good to have a guest fresh in from somewhere. And fresh in from Connecticut is the fabulous Mary Alice. Welcome to the show, Mom. How are you? I am. Well, I just got off a plane at 7 a.m. And how was that? You know, uh, it was it was wide open. I, I actually, it was like I hit the jackpot. Three seats. I got to stretch out. That's amazing. That's why I've got all this energy this morning. It's good. And no drone disruption, I hope, in your no, arrival. No, hey, excellent. Because we're so behind the times here. I have to say, oh, <laughs> drones, what are they? Oh, my goodness. Uh, do they speak Latin? Oh, how do they work? I've got to think. Welcome to the show. You are talking digital citizenship. Tell me where we are on the global landscape of this. Oh, well, you know, I think it the term itself means so many things to oh, yeah. so many different people. And it depends, you know, where you're, where you're coming from, where your lens is. Um, I know that my own journey, I started in a really, from a re- very reactive um angle because I was looking for solutions but I you know I've evolved from a reactive to a proactive about um, you know obviously we've got to be safe we've got to be socially responsible but I like to have that extra layer about you know how you're solving problems and yeah. creating solutions and using technology for good and you know the headlines I mean if you just read what kids are doing it's horrible right that's what gets that's what makes the headlines and so how can we how can we flip that script and really like highlight amazing kids doing amazing things which are happening oh, abs- all around absolutely. the world absolutely it's not helped by parents buying gaming uh, environments which are wholly unsuitable and there was an article uh, recently where uh, in this country parents have started uh, children have started using language wholly inappropriate uh, addressing their, their their siblings as whores and their mothers as whores because they're all playing grand theft auto because that's what they had for christmas and parents just thought that peggy 18 was the difficulty rating and not the age uh, application for the child and so you're absolutely right responsibility is important but also creativity and taking your role as someone who's contributing to society I think there's more there's more to be oh told. yeah and so instead of just being a consumer how are you a producer you know how are you actually yeah. uh, producing content and uh, you know when it comes to parents I happen to be a, a mother of a 12 year old and we've been on this journey together, learning side by side, because in the, the age for social media to sign off on would be 13 years old. Yeah. And so many of our, our young users are lying about their age. Of course they are. And they're on these apps, and they, they're unsupervised. It's like being in the playground, and nobody's at, like, it's recess, and there's nobody there, no. you know, supervising. Indeed. And uh, I really look at this as an opportunity as a parent um, to learn alongside your child, to have this ongoing dialogue, um, 
And really, that this isn't just something that we say and do at school, this is what we do at home, this is what we do at the workplace. I mean, it's everybody's responsibility. A bit of joined up thinking wouldn't come amiss here, I have to say, I'm absolutely, totally behind you on that. But how can parents who feel a little bit isolated with the technology, they always think that, oh, um, you know, it's like programming the VCR, you know, get your kids to do it because I, 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 it's beyond me. And, and now we're here again with the router and the, the technology and the banning and the filtering and the net nanny and all the kinds of things which are available for parents to set up to time limit and control um, kids access parents have got no idea how to control this and how to do it the kids have got it right well you know I I think that people have made you know assume that when you're in this field that you are you know tech savvy yeah I go every place and I say I'm not tech savvy at all you know I'm really working back to like bringing back humanizing the person sitting next to you Indeed. because um, if you can't do that then you can't apply it to people around the world that might look differently you know speak a different language um, and then you'll never be able to apply it across the screen so with my son I've just been trying I'm not tech savvy you don't have to be tech savvy it's like a mindset a disposition that I'm willing to learn like I'm a learner before I'm anything else and I'm learning alongside. So just like you said about the, I have, I still need help with the, uh, with the remote control. In fact, I say that they have done this on purpose so that I can't change the channels. But this allows, it's an invitation to have a conversation, and and then ask other questions, like even simple things, whether it's adults or kids, about your locations, like mm. simple things. Do you know how to do it? Because I don't know how to do it. Now, if I brought that up with my 12-year-old, that could, and I'm saying it for myself with my device, then I've just started a, a great conversation about, you know, privacy Absolutely. and uh, how aware is my child about what they're, and then is this the same for all apps? Do we have to change it? Where do you find it? It's, it's a conversation and it's we need to be, we need to have it all Indeed. the time. I kind of think of it as like the talk. I don't know if you know what I mean by the talk. Of course. Okay. Well, when I was a kid, my parents, nobody gave eye contact. Um, you right? We rushed through the talk, and then everything I needed to learn, I learned from my peers. Well, that's what's happening with technology and social media. So this has to be an ongoing conversation, you know, because the technology is, is changing. So Indeed. it has to. Yeah, okay. And by the way, I've got a huge family. <laughs> 16 kids. Yeah, that exactly. Works. Yeah. <laughs> right. What are you here to do? Are you speaking on the stand? What Are you, are you going to be talking about this kind of thing? Uh, you know, I'm really here to, uh, to support Net Support and Go Bubble. Excellent. And, um, this is my first time to bet. Um, wow. Yeah. So my passion is really um, specifically changing the narrative from the reactive to the proactive instead of telling kids what not to do. Yeah. You know, let's talk about I will statements, what I will do. And, you know, I, I have an affinity for parents as well to get them, you know, involved in this conversation. Brilliant. A community approach. So I'm really here to learn. That's why I'm here. Excellent. Well, I wish you the best. I'm going to learn alongside everyone. It's the only way to do it. The Absolutely. Way to do it. So thanks for having me. Mary Alice, thank you so much indeed for joining us. Uh, if folks want to connect with you on Twitter, where can they find you? Okay, I have all these crazy initials. Go for it. M-B-F-X-C. It's Mary Alice, Bridget, Francis Xavier Curran. Dead giveaway. At? From Boston. No, that's in my at. That's my Twitter handle. Oh, M-B-F-X-C. One more time. M-B-F-X-C. Excellent. Do do that carefully, uh, listeners. You never know where you might find. <laughs> but if you find Mary Alice, I think you'll know you've arrived. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us. Have a great bet and welcome to, welcome to England. I love it. Thank you so much. You are listening to Net Support Radio, the home of the award-winning Net Support DNA Suite.
Oh my goodness, we need more bandwidth just to cope with the fabulous Mary Alice. My goodness, how long is she staying for? And the answer would be not long enough. Uh, still to come, Steve Bambury and the fabulous Mark Anderson. We are all three of us chatting VR and AR and some interesting stuff there as well. Every Monday at 8.15, Thursday at 2.15 and Friday at 2.15. Tune into Westwood Radio live. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Westwood Radio, broadcasting from the heart of Westwood Life Primary School. You're listening to Westwood Radio. It's 2.30 and we're live. I'm Ruby and I'm going to talk about Thistle. Hello, my name is Sophie and I have some notice class news for you. Keeping you up to date with all the latest from the community to the world. This is Westwood Radio Online. Hi, I'm Luke and I'm going to tell you about some e-safety tips. Hi, you're listening to James and here's the weather forecast for you. You're locked in the mix. If you want to email us, then email us at radio at westwoodwithifa.org. Text in at 078-600-17404. Today I'm with Ruth Barnes, who on Sunday the 12th of March was the winner of the 2017 Bath Half Marathon Women's Road Race. Hi, I'm here with Marie Lennon. We've got a very special interview with... The Anthem Tiger's very own Russell Crew. I'm delighted to be joined here in the studio with Marie Inge, BBC Wiltshire's top sports presenter. You have been listening to Westwood Radio. A big well done to the team. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for some damage? Turn up the volume. They're just hilarious. Great show. Good show. <laughs> My favourite show. Online 24-7. Your weekly radio show. Spread the word by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. Listen, it's two of our very best, our very most bestest received presentations from yesterday came from these two guys as well. I have Steve Bambury in the studio and the fabulous Mark Anderson that just won't leave. Um, <laughs> gentlemen, good afternoon. Thanks so much indeed. Um, how's the show for you, Steve? Yeah, it's been very good. Uh, we flew in from Dubai on... Um, Monday for the International School Awards, which we were delighted to, to walk away with one of the awards for Congratulations. our well LBI project, and then um, took a visit to Haberdasher Ask Boys School on Tuesday, and then I've been here at BET yesterday and today, just wandering around and connecting with people. Obviously, I do a lot of work in virtual reality, so it's been interesting because I've been bumping into a lot of people that real I've, people. I've only well, yeah, people I've only ever met inside VR, so you know, I'm putting faces to avatars. Good. And, and are you disappointed on the whole? <laughs> he's not going to say <laughs> listeners he's not going to say my avatar is so much thinner than I am and so that will come as a shock to you as well no and not all the avatars are human <laughs> well that's all well, well thinner I could have been a, a, a huge mongoose or something um, so tell the listeners a little bit about your presentation it was absolutely awesome some really good virtual reality if I've got that right tell the listeners what you did yeah so um, last year at BET uh, in the lead up to bet, Mark had asked me to, if I would collaborate with him on uh, one of his periodic tables and, and obviously because my work is primarily in augmented virtual reality, it was a periodic table of AR and VR apps for iOS, um, which Mark launched at bet 2018 and I then subsequently launched inside virtual reality as part of my CPD and VR events, which are the free uh, professional development events I actually host inside virtual reality. Lovely. And then um, plans were soon set afoot for a follow-up and, and we've basically been curating content and, and building towards it for the last few months. And, uh, and yeah, so, uh, then it just worked out really nicely that I was actually able to come over this year and, and stand on the NetSport stage with Mark and, and actually launch it in person. How are we here in the UK compared to where other countries are in your experience as far as progressively using this type of technology? 
Um, I mean, I've, I've, I've lived in Dubai for over a decade now, so I, I won't lie, I'm somewhat out of touch in terms of where, where UK schools are at. But okay. I mean, broadly, I think mo most schools are, are at the, the tipping point. If, if they haven't already delved into mobile, VR and AR, then, then they are in the process of dipping their toes in the water. Okay. Um, it's a little bit different in Dubai. Obviously, we're in international schools. Um, the, the school that group that I work for is not for profit, but um, we, we, I mean, we've been exploring the role of the HTC Vive since uh, early 2017. So um, we are somewhat ahead of the curve, and we're starting to see more and more schools in Dubai, particularly those that uh, where, where there are staff that are connected with me and they follow the work that I do that are following suit and, and investing in that kind of higher level VR technology um, to take things up a notch. And we are talking about something that's perfectly at home in a primary school, aren't we? We're not talking about very high-end digital rendering. This is fairly, you know, incredibly applicable technology, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... Um, it, it depends on what sort of level you're looking at it, really. Okay. You know, so some of the things you saw yesterday, Russell, with the period of table of AR and VR, you know, that's using a handheld tablet. I mean, some of the stuff that, some of the things that Steve's been doing at his school, though, you know, I'll I, I remember the very first time I got to use Google's Tilt Brush app. Right. Um, round at your house, Steve. Yeah. You know, and um, but Steve, Steve's been doing some projects with the um, A-level art students at the school in Dubai. Yeah. You know where they're actually, you know, creating amazing pieces of artwork in virtual reality with full headsets, right. with massive rendering. They're, they're able to create sculptures in fire. You know, all it's, 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 and, and if you think about people like Ruben Puentejura, people who who we respect uh, in terms of their thinking around how we can sort of squeeze the most out of learning when it comes to using technology. He says, um, you know, great use of technology comes when we use it to do things that wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for the technology. Okay. Yeah, so when, when could anyone ever sort of sculpt easily in fire? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, 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 and the other thing with, with the great thing I see with this sort of stuff in VR as well, um, it gives learners that opportunity to try things before they do it for real. So that's one of the great one of the sort of points you made yesterday with the Frogopedia app. Mm. You know, it gives learners that opportunity to have a go at dissecting a frog right. in um, virtual reality, sorry, in augmented reality, uh, before you actually then go into the classroom and do it for real. So when you actually do do it for real, it gives you the opportunity to do it in a really purposeful way, not to mess the experiment up, to get the most out of it, and to make it the best learning experience possible. So there's all sorts of levels in which you can do it, and, and the great thing with, with the work that Steve's doing and sharing through his site um, mm. virtualityteach.com yeah um, is, is that he's showcasing things right across the board so some simple free apps you can use on your phone or your tablet right through to the really high end stuff that's yeah. absolutely mind bogglingly amazing brilliant okay now I have a contextual view of where we are and what we saw and where it could go the headsets are just a mark, mark, absolutely amazing um, I'm not sure how many schools have got access to that kind of technology already or where we are on that or whether uh, colleagues still see it as some kind of gamification or that kind of thing and but sculpting and fire really changes the game game changer for me really. I think what's important to point out as well is that the the, the school group that I work at just Dubai we're a British curriculum school with IB at the top end but in the last uh, 24 months we also introduced the BTEC so we've had okay. uh, six form students create work inside Google Tilt Brush so create virtual works of art in some Perfect. cases recreate physical works of art Perfect. and actually submit it as part of their IB uh, and this year we've got students uh, doing the BTEC um, art course and you know we've got art history sessions where they're walking inside virtual galleries or actually stepping inside paintings but they're also then creating artwork which again they're submitting as part of their coursework for their IB or uh, excuse me for the BTEC and, and you can imagine how mind-blowing that is for uh, for examiners who are getting this content coming that they uh, in most cases they didn't even realize was possible Brilliant. it's a whole new medium. Oh, stunning. Where can colleagues uh, connect with you on Twitter? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on Twitter as uh, Steve underscore Banbury. Um, and as Mark mentioned, I, I run a not-for-profit uh, website dedicated to AR and VR and education, which is virtualityteach.com. And, uh, and this year in particular, I, I've set myself a new challenge to try and rejuvenate and, uh, uh, my YouTube channel and publish content regularly on there. So I'm on YouTube as Steve Banbury VR. Uh, I'm, I'm pushing fresh content, content out on there regularly. And I've actually curated the largest collection of 360 video content uh, for education in the world into subject-specific playlists. So I've got a thousand videos in subject-specific playlists on my YouTube channel. Love it. Best of luck. Thanks so much for coming across. Thank you. And thanks so much for sharing your expertise with us. Really good. Mark, Steve, thanks a lot. Cheers, Russell. Thanks. Ned Support. All the elements for successful school IT management. Oh my, well, that was uh, a marathon conversation. It's always good to have one of those as well. Uh, it is just four minutes until five o'clock and that is just the amount of time I'd set aside for a wrap-up discussion. Anyone would think that has been planned. It almost feels that way, doesn't it, it Russell? Yes, it's very good. How's it been today for you? And breathe out. I know there is about that. It's Al Kingsley been... joins me, listeners. If you can't recognise his voice, you're on the wrong channel, I have to say. Al. How was it today? It's been a fab day. It's been um, definitely a busier day than yesterday. Mm. Um, lots of really good focused conversations. Lots of very informed teachers. We've had some fantastic presentations on some really good topics. So um, doing a bit of talking and a bit of learning in, in equal measure, which is always a nice way to share the day. Um, yeah, really enjoyed the kind of conversations. There's a lot of people um, all pushing in the same direction. There are probably common challenges people are facing, mm. but, but I love it. I loved, uh, today's been really nice on, on that balance. You know, some of the focus in terms of edtech's been about asking the right questions, so you spend that taxpayer's money widely, wisely, yes. getting yes. that impact. Yes. And some of the conversations have been about teacher and student well-being, that kind of broader sense of what are we in the business are doing, you know, and it's about giving people resilience and make, giving them support to the rounded individuals. Um, and James Donaldson was doing something, and I love the fact that he said, you know, um, for, his for his school, that like, one of their mottos was really that they weren't about um, being a qualifications factory, they were about a skills machine, you know, this idea that it's not simply about those qualifications, it's about equipping people with the tools for, um, for the workplace. Uh, and I just love that kind of focus and, and view around it. Obviously, we've had, a, we've had a real nice selection of people talking today, which has been um, really, really nice. Martin Bailey, who's always good for, for a natter, as you um, have spoken to, I know, was great talking about his programming. And he was showing some of the latest apps that really allow kids to think about that kind of computational thinking from the age of three and four uh, and he's right he was saying that teachers often shy away from that and yet at the same time they talk about phonemes and phonics and all the rest of it and think so what's the difference and when you break it down to those building blocks of mm. a logic flow really really fascinating uh, Nick Ford was on again really really interesting conversation brilliant. absolutely brilliant so we've really been spoiled I think today Russell is the answer with a really broad set of guests I think you're absolutely right and you're, I think you're right to mention that the, uh, the quality of our guests has uh, jumped somewhat and that, that the visitors um, are enormously more well-informed today than they were yesterday. I would absolutely embrace that. Any yeah. highlights from your point of view? Um, I really enjoyed talking to James, I have to say, yeah. um, having Lovely spent chat. an awful lot of time in Wales. And I like the fact that he's, he's looking beyond his statutory duties. Uh, and, and I think colleagues in Wales are having that opportunity. The system there... They're not following the curriculum in England. They have their own uh, Welsh curriculum. It is broadly aligned, but there are some specifics 
about digital literacy, which I like very much, and, and digital responsibility and digital citizenship, and, and they have DCS leads uh, in all of their schools, and I and I like that, and that's what we should be doing here in England. But oh no, we yeah. have a different agenda. So I liked him very much. I thought. Um, Kate and Matthew were really good with their product, and Alison and Claire with their brilliant uh, G Tech holder. I mean, how simple, simple but effective. We've seen the team here using it for presenting already. Really, really good. Just goes to show, you know, sometimes you've just got to, that, that innovation is really, um, it can be something quite simple that has that kind of impact. Um, and survivors of um, uh, of Dragon's Den. And I, it appears some popcorn has appeared in front of you it, while we're it, talking. It I hope there's going to be no HD munching happening in the next 30 seconds. <laughs> Well, I don't know about that. Can viewers smell that popcorn? Oh, I really, you just have to whiff, have a whiff of that. that if really you were here now, you would be enjoying this. Viewers. It's good. And here is a note to sell for yeah. a year hence. Yeah. Get a popcorn machine. Yeah. And a top tip for me, don't talk to people on the radio as viewers. Who did that? I did. Oh, yes. sorry, I'm looking yeah, at the see, popcorn. I'm, I'm, st gonna I'm still in the early stages of, of, of handling this kind of technology. Oh, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. If only we had a webcam as well. Yeah, but a cracking day all round. Indeed, it? we have. It and really listeners, has. thank you very much indeed for being with us for the whole of the show. You're really, really kind. This will be available and wrapped up nicely in our own sounds uh, player, our Net Support radio player, which is available for download all platforms from our website, netsupportsoftware.com forward slash radio. From Al and from me, Russell, have a great evening. We're doing it all again tomorrow. See you all tomorrow. At three o'clock. Thanks so much. Five, four, three, two, one. Here we go! I don't understand what's going on here. It's just fantastic. Yeah, no doubt about it. It is the best station. They have a variety of music. It's a wide variety. I love this station. On the Anderton Tiger Radio Network with Russell Prue. Trust us for all your news from the show floor. So hilarious. Yeah. It's very entertaining. They're entertaining. <laughs> I just like everything about it. In the mix. Net Support Radio. Nothing else comes close. You are listening to Net Support Radio, the home of the award-winning Net Support DNA Suite. Keep this frequency clear. They usually have it on as much as I can. They're making radio fun again. Oh, yeah.